everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and on today's episode we are going to talk about the new moon that is going to be in Leo. Depending on where you are you might already be feeling the new moon's presence already but regardless you know we're going to talk about that. I have some reflection questions for you guys and we're also going to talk about the tarot card we reading, you know, just weekly tarot and all that stuff too. So those are going to be our topics for today's podcast. But before we really get started with everything, I just want to say again, thank you guys for continuing your listening ship and just endless support. It really has been a lot for me and the podcast and for everyone that has come on already getting their like astrology charts read and have came in just to talk to me at the crystal shop. I really appreciate you guys. I started that brand new journey earlier this month and I really, it's really been an awesome outlet for me, you know, to, to practice my spiritual work in a very safe space with awesome people. So I just got to give props to everyone I've met so far. And it's really, and and the reason why I'm just talking about this experience before we really get into like today's topics, I really just want you guys to think about, you know, all it takes is to meet just that right person or the right couple people to just get your mind off of whatever stressors you're going through, whether that is a friend, whether that is a work relationship, right? Like these people are put into your world for a reason, either for you to know something or to show you something different. And uh, I will say like, because of a lot of the new people I've met over this past month, I will say it's really helped me go through my own stuff and my own self-confidence, especially being a tarot card reader and also astrologer. So I just want to give all the props and I want you guys, the listeners, to just think about who are some important people or some new people you have met these past couple of months or this past month. Have they impacted you in a good way? Have they impacted you in a challenging way? I just really want you guys to think about that because the theme of the Leo new moon is going to be that, you know, we're going to take some things and find that fun side of us that we need. So without further ado, we're going to get started with our first topic of today's podcast. Just like always, guys, please like and subscribe to the podcast if you're a fan, whether that's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your, your viewership will really help boost the podcast overall. But when it comes to this first topic, we're going to talk about the Leo new moon, what energy we should expect, a little bit about Leo, and then we're going to do some reflection questions and based off of your rising sign, where you might feel the new moon's presence. Um, So depending on where you are in the world, for some people, August 16th is going to be the new moon date. For others, it might be August 15th. 
But the whole point of a new moon is it's a great opportunity to reflect on this current month that you guys are on and to ask yourself, okay, like, what are the things that are working? What are the things that are not? One thing I will say to just be careful of and keep in mind of, especially during this new moon, is this month of August, there is two full moons. So we already had one, and we're going to have one in late August. And also, Venus is still in retrograde, and it's going to be all the way into the beginning of September. So in terms of relationships, just be careful when it comes to manifesting. If you are manifesting, just because, again, this is retrograde, so take the time. Venus, being the planet of relationships, is in retrograde. So take some time and reflect before you manifest because, again, uh, retrogrades, things are moving backwards. So just keep an eye out on that. And uh, the planets are constantly in rotation with one another. So just be careful. Do your research before you really get into if you are into manifesting and witchcraft and all of that stuff, too. So just do your research before you really get into it. Uh, that's just my word of advice for everybody. So when it comes to Leo energy, Leo in general, Leo is ruled by the sun. So regardless of whatever placement you have Leo in, you don't have to have a Leo sun to shine bright in people's lives, you know, or you can have any Leo placement. It can be a Leo Venus. It could be a Leo Mars. It could be a Leo Mercury, a Leo moon, a Leo sun, whatever. If you have any Leo placements, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Leo is all about shining bright, the ego, right? Think of the sun, right? It lights up everything. Just be careful with the me-centric. But when Leos are on, they're creative, they're passionate. There's like a childlike nature with them that can be really good because we all have our we all have inner child in us. And you know, and because of trauma or because of experience, it could negate us connecting with our inner child. What Leo always shows us is we need to tap into our child. We need the inner child. We need to have fun. We need to, you know, be creative, whether that is physically creating or connecting with art or, but doing it in a very passionate and, and like just passionate, fiery flair to it. Like that's what Leos do when they're on. They have the power to lead and cha and change people. But be careful with the me centric and letting the ego go too far because we've all met people that have big, strong egos and it's either you really like them or they become some of the most problematic people in your, in your life. So Leo's also like the king, the ruler, right? Leo, the lion, right? So this is the energy we are feeling, not only for it to be the sun, but also in the moon as well. So we're feeling this double Leo energy. So if you guys have any fixed energy, so for my Scorpios, my Tauruses like me, uh, my Aquariuses and Leos, you're going to feel these two energies a little bit more than usual. It might be in a good way where you might get stuff done or you might add more, you might be feeling more creative, or you might feel like more passionate to get stuff done. Or it could be the contrary, where you might feel conflicted with getting stuff done. But the reason why I say fix signs, just be aware, is because 
the new moon and the sun are in Leo and it's a fixed sign. So just be aware of that and look to see where Leo is in your chart. That also can help you as to like where you might feel it. I know later I'm going to talk a little bit about how it affects you based off of your housing system. However, there's other ways to look into whether there's a new moon or a full moon or any planet that's in retrograde. It's just, again, just look at whatever sign it is, it is in retrograde and look to see where it is in your chart. So depending on where it is, it'll, it'll all make sense. But without further ado, so that is Leo's energy again. It's ruled by the sun. I know I've done a lot of podcasts on Leo energy in the past. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's a very, when tamed, Leo can be a very powerful energy. It's just, again, just trying to stay disciplined, not letting the ego fuel, not becoming too me-centric. It's, it, that's the big lessons here when it comes to any Leo energy. So here's some opportunities that we're going to experience during this new moon. Again, this is all about you know connecting us with being more generous in love and expressing our love. Leos are very good at that when doing it the right way. They're very good at expressing their love and also being very generous and passionate. Another opportunity for this Leo new moon is being creative and expressing your unique self. Leo, again, when you're very confident, you're expressing yourself, you're putting yourself out there, regardless of any creativity you're doing. So just we're feeling that more. We're tapping into that. And then the challenges. So I just went over some opportunities, but there's also going to be some challenges during this new moon. So another one, people may be prickly, notably if their pride is wounded, right? So people might be more antsy, might be more nitpicky. So just keep an eye on that. And the last one, a fear of embarrassment may keep you from sharing your talents. So like I mentioned, right, Leo is all about the confidence, self-confident. The ego is, is ruling this world. But there also could be a lot of shame or embarrassment with sharing your ideas. So just be aware of that. Some affirmations for you guys during this new moon. Your heart is, is a steam of love. Being generous makes my life richer or your life richer. You are bold. You feel royalty. Some self-care rituals during this new moon. Do an artistic project, something that you can create. And spend time with a child or with someone young. Because again, their youthfulness can bring out some really good ideas for you. Some new avenues you might not have thought about. Right. And here is some new moon reflection questions. And if you guys are stuck or if you guys miss this part of the podcast, not to worry. I always put the reflection questions for new moons and full moons in my show link. So you guys can just copy those questions for there. And for my writers and for my people that are into journaling, here is your three questions for you guys just to check out. The first one. How can you invite more fun into your life? Is there any avenues where the fun might be lacking? Just that's reflection question number one. Number two, what is standing in your way of living a more open heart? So what is standing in your way of living with a more open heart? Is, has there been trauma you've experienced? Has there been something that has prevented you from opening up with people and being more open 
with sharing your emotions. That's just something for you guys to think about. And the last question, what are some valuable lessons that children have that taught you something? So think about the times you've talked with the youth or talked with children. What are some lessons you're learning through them? Like I know for me and my job, I work with a lot of the youth and uh, they're definitely showing me some new slang and they're definitely showing me just the importance of, you know, needing to take care of yourself and also, you know, acknowledging even when it's tough with family, you know, when, when family stuff is going on, put, trying to put yourself first despite, you know, like how difficult it could be to, um, depending on what family and what trauma you're experiencing. So those are the three questions. So I just want you guys, again, it'll be in the show description. So if you guys miss out on this part, not to worry. But that is all of the Leo New Moon, what we're going to expect. So it's tapping into our inner child, creativeness, and that passion and that fire, right? We got to build that confidence. So we might either be feeling very confident right now, or we might be struggling with some creative blocks. Either way, whatever you're experiencing, just be patient with yourself. Take it one day at a time. And uh, you are the ruler of your life. So do not forget that. All right, so now that we talked a little bit about the Leo new moon, now we're going to talk a little bit more about where you might expect these this double Leo energy depending on your house number. So you pretty much you look at your rising sign, that is your first house and then we then you just go through the wheel. So first we're going to start with should I do 12th house first or should I do first house first? I'm trying to think cuz I know I usually do the first house first. I feel like today I should do the 12th house first. So first we're going to start with cancer rising. So if you are a cancer rising, you are going to expect Leo's energy in the moon and in the sun in your 12th house. So, oh yeah, I I got you, Cal. So Cal, you said 12, so we're going to start with that. So for cancer risings, you're going to feel the Leo new moon's energy in your 12th house. So that involves anything spiritual. So things that go beyond the five senses, right? So things that you might not physically, you might, the unexplainable. So there's this house, again, it rules healing, closure, spirituality, karma, afterlife. So it's all about the stuff that's beyond the 12 senses, So the five senses, not 12 senses, my bad. So just be aware of that. So if you had some things that are unexplainable happen to you where there was not really like an explanation, think about that. Reflect on that a little bit and uh, just ask yourself, you know, like, do I need to work on this or should I embrace this? Like just something for you guys to think about. All right. And Kel, I noticed that you're a Sag rising. I am also a Sag rising. So we will each be going through the same house. So um, just bear with me. We're going to get through it. So after cancer comes Gemini. So Gemini risings, you guys are going to feel Leo's new moon in your 11th house. So that involves big groups of people. It involves your friends. It involves humanitarianism work, technology, hopes, wishes, the future, Anything bigger picture oriented, this is what you're going to feel. And you might question or you might need to tap into more creativeness when it comes to that. Taurus risings, you guys are going to feel the new moon's presence in your 10th house. So that involves your career, 
your long-term goals, structure status, reputation, public image, so masculinity. So this is all in your 10th house. So your career, bigger picture, and sense of taking action. So that is where Taurus Risings, again, that's why fixed energy, you're going to feel this more in a deeper house. So just keep your eye out on that. Next, after Taurus, is Aries. So Aries Risings, you guys are going to feel the new moon's presence in your ninth house. So that involves, again, travel, wisdom, philosophy, higher education, law and religion. So this is where you might feel this energy. So just be aware of that. And uh, yeah, let me just make sure I'm I'm going on the Zodiac right, because I think I might have done it backwards, because I usually do one, two, because I know Cancer's 12, Gemini's 11. Just making sure I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I always get in my head with that. I want to make sure I'm doing it on the right scale. So yeah, so if you are a Aries rising, again, this is your ninth house. So this is, you know, just think of bigger picture. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm doing this right before I really get into it. Because I know I'm a Sag rising, and I know for me, Leo is in my, so it goes, for me, Sag, my 12th house is Scorpio. Yeah, I'm doing it right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Again, my fault, guys. Some Again, this is the new moon coming at me, like, oh, my, yeah, I'm good. All right, so continuing. <laughs> Pisces Risings, you guys are going to feel the new moon's presence in your eighth house. So that involves intimacy, all forms of intimacy. It could be physical, mental, emotional, sexual, any type of intimacy. This is where you're going to feel it. So it's going to be in your eighth house. So just be aware of that. And also trauma and the concept of inheritance. So just think about that for Pisces Risings. Aquarius risings, you guys are going to feel the new moon's presence in your seventh house. So that involves relationships, marriage, contracts, the whole idea of partnerships. So it could be committed partnerships romantically. It could also be business partnerships. It could be friendships. It's the whole idea of partnership. So that's where you guys are going to feel that. And also be aware that Venus is in retrograde. So you might even feel this on a deeper level more than usual because Venus being the planet of relationships is in that seventh house. Next, we got Capricorn Risings. You guys are going to feel this presence, this new moon presence in your sixth house. So this involves physical health. So fitness, daily routines, eating, nutrition, organization, a little bit of work habits. This is all going to be in your sixth house. So you might question your, your, your daily habits and your routines, and that's okay. Next, we got Sag rising. So I know I got a couple Sag risings in here. We are going to feel this because I'm a Sag rising as well. We're going to feel this new moon in our fifth house. So this involves romance, love, affairs, play, creativity, our inner child, childlike spirit, all of that stuff. So this new moon, we it might hit us more, like tapping into our creativity, tapping into, you know, questioning our creativity. What can we do to connect more to our inner child? Sag risings, you're going to feel this a little bit deeper than other, place, other placements because this is involving the house of creativity and Leo is all about 
creativity and putting yourself out there. So that is the fifth house. So that is where you're going to feel this energy. Next, we got Scorpio rising. Scorpio risings, you're going to feel the new moon's presence in your fourth house, which involves the sense of home, family life, self-care, emotions. So this also is the feminine house of the 12 houses. So tapping into your more feminine side, we have masculine and feminine energy. We all do, regardless of gender norms and stereotypes. We all have masculine and feminine energy. So for my Scorpio risings, tapping into your more nurturing, caretaking, homey type of energy. That's just something for you guys to think about. A couple more houses left. Next, we got Libra risings. You're going to feel Leo's new moon in your third house. So this is, again, communication, the mind, thinking, small community, so neighbors, maybe early education. So just you might even be thinking, dang, like I did this when I was younger or, you know, like, hey, I communicate this way. So that's something for you guys to just check out. Next, we got Virgo Risings. You're going to feel this in your second house. This involves money, work, income, the whole idea of possessions. You might have some questions on that or a boosted confidence in getting more of that possession and getting more money. That's something for you guys to think about. And then Leo Risings to wrap up the full 12 you're going to feel the new moon's presence in the first house, which is the cell, the house of self. So this is all about beginnings, your physical body, first impressions, attitude, identity, your approach in life. You might have questions or you might have a boosted confidence in that. So I know I went through a lot in a very short amount of period of time. Make sure you guys take your time to just go through each of the houses. I know I did a different order than usual. My apologies for second guessing myself during while doing this. I was doing it right. I I usually do one to 12, uh, but I definitely, I like the 12 to one. It definitely was nice. So again, depending on what your rising is, this is where you might feel the new moon and the suns at combined energy together because that's what happens on a new moon, right? Like the sun and the moon are in the same spot, but also look to see where you have Leo in your chart or any fixed energy. So the houses is just one way to look at it, but there's multiple ways for you guys to look at it. If you know your chart right in front of you. So just be aware of that as well. So you might feel it in other areas, not just the area that I'm describing. But we're going to take a quick little break here. Shout out to Kel. I appreciate you for commenting on the in the podcast on Facebook. So, yeah, I know Sag Risings definitely got to stick together. Um, and, yeah, you know, so it, it's hard, you know, being super nice to people. And we got to be able to set those boundaries with people, regardless, you know, if it's a close friend or a romantic partner, we really have to continue to instill those boundaries. It, it can be, it's easier said than done, but boundaries can really help us. And the fact that Venus is in retrograde, it's a good eye opener for that too. But we're going to take a quick little break here. And when we come back, I'm going to do my weekly tarot card reading. So this is just, again, I pull three cards and you guys, this is just something for you guys to just think about moving forward. So we're going to take a quick little break here and you're listening to your spiritual best friend with Josh Sanchez. We will be right 
back. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. All right, guys, and we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed that quick little break. I just needed just a couple seconds just to get my cards all in order, and we are ready for our weekly tarot card reading. So before we get started, you always got to thank your ancestors, the people that came before you for being able to give you a space where, you know, we can, you know, share tarot and stuff. So I just want to thank my ancestors for that again, for giving me the gifts to, you know, pull out cards and to really just help people in general. And if you guys ever want to get it, your own cards read or even, you know, your astrology chart read, I provide that I provide services, whether that is virtual or physical physically like face to face. I work at find your harmony, a crystal shop. I go, I work every Tuesdays and Saturdays. Um, So I'm going to start doing that more in the fall as well. So whether you want to see me face to face or if you want to see me virtually, uh, you can my website, the link to my website is all in the show description. So you can just check that out. And prices vary again due to your income and all that stuff, too. So without further ado, we're going to get started. So first, I'm going to split the deck. I thank my ancestors. And my question, like always, is what energy should me and my podcast listeners expect for the rest of this week? So for the week of August 14th, what energy should me and my podcast listeners expect? So if you guys hear the card shuffling, I always do a couple shuffles. I always close my eyes because I want to feel the card's energy. And then what we're going to do is we're going to read a little bit of it, and then we'll go from there. So one more shuffle, and we should be good to go. These cards are ready to talk today. Definitely feel the Leo New Moon's presence, guys. Not going to lie. All right, so we got one. This one definitely. Two and three. All right, so we got our three cards. So, and again, if you guys are listening to the audio format, not to worry, uh, we'll go from there. All right. So (laughs) this one, this first card is already pretty funny. All right. So the first card we got is the lover's card. So if you guys can see virtually, I don't know if you can see clearly, I apologize, but the lovers, some people say this is connected to a little bit of Gemini because it's two people. 
But the Lovers, it is a Major Arcana card. It is number six out of the 21 Major Arcana. <clears throat> and this involves love, harmony, partnerships, and choices. So love is the energy of life, according to Robert Browning. There is nothing as powerful as receiving the lover's card during a reading, especially one centered on personal relationships. The lover's card mainly represents love, relationships, and major decisions regarding soulmate situations. Even when you are not looking for love advice, the lovers can be a powerful card that helps you get clear about your own values and find harmony within yourself. You may feel unsure about what direction you should take or who to trust, or you may have to choose between contradicting and equally unifying options. The lover's card advises you not to automatically go for the easy road, temptation. First, gather the information you need to make the right decision. If you face the problem and contemplate it wisely, it will lead you on to greater things. So... I think one of the big things here from this first card is the whole idea of a relationship, right? Before we really jump in to a relationship or before we make a major decision on a relationship, we really need to take the time to reflect. It's very easy to meet someone new and immediately jump into the deeper parts of a relationship because it's new. It's exciting. There's not a lot of work, but relationships are all about work. It, it, especially the long-term ones, you're going to have, you're learning new things about yourself. You're learning what you need moving forward from people. And then also being able to communicate that with people. It may sound easy the way how I'm describing it, but it takes, a, it takes time to get there. So before you make that major decision, think, right? Is this relationship good for me? Is it transformative, Right. And when you make that decision, you're going to be very rewarded versus when you jump in. So relationships can, are going to be a big part of this week, whether that's with friends, whether that's with family, loved ones, depending on whatever avenue you are experiencing. So before we jump into these, these decisions, let's weigh the facts and let's, let's weigh, let's not take the easy road on things. Because again, it can be very powerful, the relationships we are meeting or that we already currently are in. So very powerful first card. So let's see how the rest of the two go. The next one we got, we got four of cups. So if you guys see, it's a person sitting by a tree. It looks like someone is handing a, a cup and the, and the person is like, I don't really know. So, <clears throat> so let's see here for next one, the four of cups. For this one, we got depression, missed opportunities, feeling stuck. The Four of Cups represents missing out on opportunities, depression, and losing motivation in life. Do you look around and feel that where you are and what you have is not enough? Or, per or perhaps you are facing financial problems. The Four of Cups reminds you that to solve the issue before you, you will need to think outside the box. Although it may be tempting to withdraw inside yourself, you must avoid this. If you open your eyes and look around you, you'll be able to find a way through this and move forward. So the first card we got, these two cards are definitely going to be some conflicting energy right away, right? Because we have a side of us, right? Like we need to think before assessing the relationships. But then this, cut, this card is telling us that we might miss out on some opportunities, right? And instead of thinking about the opportunities you're missing, 
Think about, you know, the learning experience you're getting from these experiences. Because, yes, we are always missing opportunities, whether that is career-wise, meeting new people. But we, the problem, though, is, right, like, we get in our own heads. And when we get in our own heads, we really have to be aware of that. Are we isolating? Because from this first card, we should not isolate. We should find those people that are impact, that are very special to us, right? But again, right, not being so hard on ourselves during the missed opportunities and also keeping an eye on financially, how are we feeling? Are we struggling with finances? You know, like that is a big thing, especially we live in a capitalism, capitalistic society. We need to keep an eye out on that. So again, right, I know Cal, good point, like cup half full. I completely agree. You know, like is our are our relationships and even the relationship with ourselves, like is our cups halfway filled? Do they need to be fully filled, right? That's just something for you to think about. I think practicing gratitude can really help us through this. And then, but yeah, so we have one more card left and then I'll combine all three together. But so far we got some conflicting energy between new opportunities and relationships, but also, you know, missing out on opportunities and being depressed and isolating. So two very conflicting energies. And this last card we got, we got the Knight of Pentacles and it is upside down. So depending on what this card says and how I'm feeling overall about the reading, I will decide if it needs to be flipped back or kept there. So pretty much depending on whatever tarot reading tarot reader you meet. I know for myself when everything when anything is upside down, I usually go with the opposite of what it's saying. Or it might be this is an energy you might need to embrace more. But depending on what it says, I will see how it feels with the other three or the other two cards. And uh, I'll make my final determination based off of that. So this card is the Knight of Pentacles. And if you guys see, right. Sorry, let me just I'm trying to pull up the Knight of Pentacles. If you guys see the image that I showed a little bit earlier, it's a it's a knight sitting on top of a horse. And uh, yeah, it definitely looks it. The person definitely looks a little conflicted. So we'll just see from there. So the Knight of Pentacles, where are you? There you are. Consistency, hard work, routine. The Knight of Pentacles symbolizes the recognition and responsibility that you will earn through your commitment to your work and accomplishment of your given duties. You are loyal, hardworking, and always completing your tasks properly. Although this sense of duty is being valued by others, make sure that you're not that you will not become a perfectionist. The Knight of Pentacles can also represent daily tasks and routines. In this context, the Knight advises you to continue to do exactly what you are doing. He tells you that the secret of your success is hidden in your daily routine. So when it comes to this card, I see the three cards overall, right? We have the lover's card, right? Which is all about new relationships. Things might be opening up, but doing your research beforehand, making sure that your cup is full before jumping in. You also have the feeling of missed opportunities, depression, might even have some form of regrets, right? So two very conflicting energies. And then you have this energy, right? Where you're tapping into your daily routines. The success is found within your routines. However, it is upside down. So I think this is something that we could work towards 
is, you know, thinking about our daily routines, right? And are they helping us or are they challenging us? Are they putting us more in a financial burden or are they putting us in a position where we might not fully succeed? Do we might need to make a change in that? Because it seems to me, I'm definitely going to keep this upside down, that it's definitely connected to the second card, right? When it comes to missed opportunities. So it could be the work that we're doing is causing us to miss certain opportunities, or it might not be as fulfilling as we need to. And in order to get to this point, right, we need to tap into that first card of the reading, the lovers, right? Taking the time to think before we jump into new relationships, or it might be something we might've missed out on in the past. So overall, this reading, just takeaways, I would say, assess your daily routines, ask yourselves, are the people in my daily routines, are the things that I'm doing, is it giving me value? Is it recharging me? Is it, is it helping me feel better? Is it open me? Is it opening the door for me to meet new people and new relationships? Or am I, or is what I'm doing causing me to feel missed out on opportunities and to feel regret? That is the powerful question of this reading. My apologies. It took a little bit for me to get there, but very powerful stuff. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I love doing this weekly tarot, because each week it shows something different. Like I believe the last time I did it, we had a big celebration and I did. It was a really good week. So this week it might be a little bit of challenging, a lot of reflection. But again, be patient with yourselves. Think when you think about your daily routine, do not be so hard on yourself. You have the ability to change again, but we can only change what we are aware of. So take time to raise your awareness, assess those daily routines, ask yourself, is it opening the door to new routines? And we will be okay. But if you guys love the podcast, love the content, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Yes, I am now on YouTube posting weekly episodes. And also, if you love social media, I'm on social media as well. And uh, if you ever want a reading and stuff like that as well, please let me know. But I appreciate you guys, whether you're commenting or just tuning in live, I appreciate the endless support. It definitely means a lot to me. And uh, I hope you guys again enjoyed this content. So we talked about the new moon and we also did our weekly tarot. But I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I know it's only Monday, so please stay safe. Enjoy this new moon. Take your time to reflect. And uh, I hope to see you guys next week. But for now, this is Josh officially signing off.